Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. For those of you that are not new to the show, uh, you could probably hear that my voice is just slightly under the weather. I am actually recovering from COVID right now. Uh, Second time around, first time I had COVID was in March of 2020 when family and I lived in New York in the epicenter of the COVID breakout. And now I'm getting a second time little better this time around. I'm not having uh, heart palpitations or lung issues like I had the first time around where I really struggled with breathing. Um, Now it's just knocking me off my feet. And I'm learning a lot about letting go of control and uh, letting my house just function the way that it is. And my incredible husband, Mayor, is taking care of all the things, great friends and community stepping in to make hot pots of chicken soup. So I'm starting to feel better. I'm on the mend and it'll take some time for my voice to get back, which is why I'm like, you know what? We're just going to go ahead. We're going to do this. So if you hear me coughing or whatever it is, it is because I am still on the mend, but I'm excited for today's podcast. So today's topic is why shiny and new can hurt your company. So One of the things that happens in the beginning of the new year is we get really excited about these new goals. We have these new planners or these new calendars, and we're really excited about the new opportunities that are coming our way or the new opportunities that we're seeing on social or at events that we're going to. And today I really want to talk about how to create the right filters for what opportunities are actually opportunities and what are distractions because shiny and new can actually hurt your company. All right. So really understanding the difference between an opportunity and a distraction. 
So let's talk about what shiny object syndrome is. Shiny object syndrome is what captures our imagination. It's this attention in a way that distracts us from the bigger picture of what we're going after. This shiny object distracts us from the focus of the goal that we're going after. The issue with shiny object syndrome is when someone, you know, keeps getting lured in is you keep starting over again and you never actually finish something that's worthy of providing a profit or a result for the organization. And so you have these 20 half built bridges, but nothing's actually fully built. And this really affects all people at all levels of management. So, again, I want to explain what shiny object syndrome is. And then throughout the episode, I'm going to be talking about filters you can use, how to understand the difference between a opportunity versus a distraction, the different types of shiny objects. Like there's a lot we're going to be going into in today's episode. So again, the definition of shiny object syndrome is the continual state of distraction brought on by the ongoing belief that there is always something new to pursue. Okay, so it's the continual state of distraction brought on by the ongoing belief that there is always something new that's worth pursuing. It often comes at the expense of something that's already planned or already underway. And it's really rooted in that childhood phenomenon of always wanting the new toy, even though the current toy is just fine. So the reason I want to explain it in this way is because if you're finding yourself doing this, Just remember, it's a component of childhood. It's the inability to recognize what you have is good enough and don't go chase after that. Now, the challenge with this shiny object is sometimes the opportunity that comes knocking is actually really worth doing. It's really worth going after. One of our clients at our Owner's HQ program, after creating just more space on her calendar, more margin, which I talk about a lot, she just had more brain space to be able to recognize what opportunities were. And she actually was able to buy her dream home during this economy and market. It was an off-market home. And because she put the right filters in place, when the opportunity came, she recognized this wasn't a shiny object. This was a real opportunity to capitalize on. And so I don't want you listening to this episode thinking, oh, that means I shouldn't capitalize on any ideas that come my way. No, you need to create the right filters. So let's talk about the different types of shiny objects. There's the wild goose chases. When a new idea gets a bit of momentum, You'll have either the director or the teachers or the VP of operations, whatever it is, and they will start doing the research. They're like, okay, this idea is amazing. Let's go research this. And they start spending a lot of time doing research, asking questions, and it chews up time and it distracts other people from focusing on what is already working. So you'll see this sometimes, especially with the owner, she'll take the team on a wild goose chase where it's like, hey, I have this great idea that I thought of in the shower and blah, 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 blah. And now everyone is researching and going and taking care of it. And it's chewing up at everyone's time that doesn't exist. And it distracts everyone from what they're already doing. So that's the wild goose chase. Now let's talk about the sowing doubts type of shiny object syndrome. 
The most important part of any strategy that you're going to execute on, whether that's your marketing strategy, your enrollment, your hiring, your retention, your culture, all of those strategies, the most important part of it is to get the buy-in and following through on execution. Shiny object syndrome introduces uncertainty into an organization. Shiny object syndrome introduces uncertainty into the organization. What does that mean? Well, when people start questioning whether the current plans are going to be scraped for something new, they are way less likely to put in as much quality effort and adhere to the strict deadlines and guidelines and standards because they're like, eh, tomorrow you're going to come in and change your idea. People, leaders, take heed and listen. If this is you, If your people know that you're going to come in and scrape plans for something new, they are not going to put in the effort and adhere to deadlines. And so if you're wondering, why is my team missing deadlines or why are they not putting in as much effort? This might be one of the reasons is the sowing doubts types of shiny object syndrome where you come with these new ideas and they're like, oh, all right, well, she's going to come in in a week and change the idea. So why should I even bother putting in the effort? The third type of shiny object syndrome is diverting technical resources. Inevitably, many of the shiny objects investigating require a technical assessment of their viability, of their impact. This especially happens when we're doing software research, if we want to switch softwares or we want to purchase a new software. It means pulling valuable resources away from implementation from what other people are already doing in the company. And they have to take those technical resources to vet your newest idea. When you add all of this up, it is a disruption to momentum and morale. Far too often, shiny object syndrome comes from the highest points in the organization. It typically comes from upper management and owners because they are the visionaries and they have all these ideas. But what happens is you take people on the wild goose chase or you sow doubts or you divert technical resources and then you wonder why is there disruption? Why are we struggling with momentum? Why is morale low? Why are people not giving as much effort into it? Why are people missing deadlines? This is a huge part of it. This is a really, really big part of it. So We have to learn how to not just prioritize, but also know how to combat this shiny object syndrome, right? We have to know how to, how do we actually stop doing this, okay? Because these are all habits. We have to know how to combat this shiny object syndrome because it is wrecking havoc on an already very unstable ground that exists kind of in all organizations right now, just from what's happening in the world around us. Okay. So number one, what is the big goal that the company is going after? There's multiple different podcasts on the difference between a goal and a project and what is a goal and what are you guys pursuing? But remembering what your goal is, remembering what you actually are going after helps you filter. Nope, that's a shiny object. And let me tell you, building this discipline, building this habit is really hard. I had this habit for a very long time and it took a lot of mindset work and feedback from my team 
to really stop luring myself into this and really building a sustainable organization because you want stability, security, continuity. You want strong foundations and those do not come when the leader is woo woo swimming through all these shiny objects. Second thing of combating this shiny object is focus. And I saw a great acronym for the word focus, follow one course until successful. So focus stands for follow one course until successful. Stay the course, follow the system, follow the process until you see results. People give up way too quickly. They're not seeing results fast enough and so they pivot or they're not seeing results fast enough and they're in this kind of dip or transition phase and they go to an event and they hear from someone else who got results following this idea. And so you're like, yes. And then you come back home and you're like, this is the idea that we're going after. When meanwhile, both of those are just freaking tactics. They're tactics. All the tactics work. It just matters of how you're plugging it in. And so their tactic isn't necessarily going to be better than your tactic. And you'll never know because you never finished it. Stay the course, follow the system, follow the process, make sure that you're following through until you see results. But we, we don't have delayed gratification. We want to see results now because it's hard and because it's painful. And so we want to see the results so we can get the quick hit, so we can have the quick win. And I think quick wins are important. But I probably say this almost every episode. At a certain point in your career, you have to learn how to delay wins so you can learn how to reap the results of really big wins. I actually have this conversation with Sharon Hobson, who's one of our mentor coaches and our owner's HQ program. And that episode is from Ordinary Moments, When is Enough Enough? So if you want to hear from an owner who learned how to build the discipline of not constantly running after shiny objects, definitely go check out that podcast episode. It's When Is Enough Enough with Sharon Hobson from our Ordinary Moments uh, series that we did last year in January of 2021 around or February of 2021. So follow one course until successful. All right, let's go to the next thing. How do we prepare better for shiny object syndrome, right? How do we prepare ourselves better? How do we prepare our teams better? Well, the thing that we need to remember is that there is value in checking out when something comes up onto your radar. It might be a new technology, a new feature that a competitor has, trend taking the world by storm. No one wants to miss a security protocol that's poised to take the world by storm. But we have to remember that the evaluation cannot come at the expense of implementing a previously agreed upon strategy. This is why you have to be diligent about what you commit to as an organization, because if you keep changing course and you keep saying, yeah, we started this, but we're not going to finish it because this one is we're going to go after this one. You can't. It's you're constantly creating detours. You're constantly shifting focus and the team cannot create a strategy. And so your school has to establish ground rules and processes for mitigating the impact of shiny object syndrome on the company. So how are we going to do that? Well, let, I'm going to give you some ideas here. There's no one foolproof way to guarantee that someone won't pull others into their shiny object vortex. Okay. And the reason I call it a vortex is because my gosh, once they have this idea, they are talking about it. They're speaking to people in the hallways. They're chatting with people at the sink in the ladies' room. Like they're in the break room talking about it. Like they cannot stop talking. And so we need to create some processes around vetting new opportunities to rein it in. 
Okay. Letting everyone know that they're a cool new thing. It's great, but it might have to be in the queue for a little bit. Next. Okay. So right now I'm talking about, we need to establish, define, and reinforce the right guidelines. So let's set some expectations. It's hard to damper on someone's enthusiasm without coming off negatively. Right now you're like the negative Nelly. Oh, you're not going to come up with this great idea. Like this is the new up and coming. Like you need to get in on this girl. Yeah. Whoever brought up the exciting new object is going to have personal feelings about how things proceed. And as the leader, you need to create clear parameters around the roadmap, around the journey. Where are we going? The strategy. We already agreed on this product. We already agreed on this thing. We're not changing course. Okay. Teams have to run their processes thoroughly. You can't keep coming for these late coming developments of like, oh, and now we're going to shift priorities here. And now we're going to move the goalpost here. And now we're going to do this over here. You can't do that. It completely destroys morale. It's actually not motivating. I know I was talking once to an owner. It's like, I always bring all these new ideas. It's so motivating to the team. I'm like, no, it's not. It's demoralizing for the team. It is demoralizing to come to work every day and not know what the hell you're supposed to do that day because you're waiting for the owner to come in and say, now we're going to go to bat on this. No, there has to be consistency. There has to be this approach that we're going after. So we need to use our roadmap. We need to use our focus point. Like this is where you're going. Don't steer the ship. This is where we're going. So let's take a step back for a second. You might be hearing all this and saying, okay, yes, I have shiny object syndrome. I possibly bring this into the organization. So how do we undo some of the damage? If shiny object syndrome has already run rampant in your organization, it may be time to create a different course of action. You have to deal now with the symptoms of this outbreak of shiny object syndrome, right? So there's an outbreak of shiny object syndrome in your company. And now we're going to start dealing with some of the symptoms that are happening. Point out the problems. One reason people are attracted to shiny objects is that their shininess hasn't worn off yet. Shine a spotlight on the it thing, quote unquote, of the moment. Because you want to be able that the people that are doing this can quickly showcase the flaws and drawbacks that other people haven't thought of yet. So it's not about being a negative Nelly. It's about, okay, yes, this is a great idea. Here are some of the pros and cons of this. Here are more of the cons and the flaws in this. So maybe we pump the brakes on this a little bit before we move forward. Another way to deal with some of the symptoms of shiny object, go back to goals. Remind the leadership team of how the current roadmap that you created achieves the organizational and company goals that you're going after. Okay, go back to the goals. Number three, emphasize the cost of the delay. Every moment spent on a shiny object means something already determined as valuable isn't moving forward. I'm going to say that again. Every moment that you spend on this new shiny object means that something that the team has already determined as valuable is not moving forward. There are plenty of reasons why putting things off can backfire in a massive way. So we have to understand the cost of delaying certain projects or certain things. And is this shiny object really worth it? Number four, highlight how close you are to the finish line. Unless you're still at the drawing board of an idea, you are way closer to shipping out whatever you started than you are to scoping it and figuring it out and just, you know, all the ideation. 
So you could tell the people, listen, we're going to give this shiny object a fair shake after we complete what's already in the pipeline. After we complete what's already in the pipeline. We cannot go after this until we finish what's already here. One of the things that I spoke about on the most recent priorities reset call in our directors and our circle and our owners HQ program is the concept of creating a do not do list. And a do not do list is a list of things that you will not do until you finish the top three items on your to-do list. So you have a to-do list and a do not do list. You need a do not do list. It's the list of things that you do not do until you finish that. I have a huge do not do list until I finish writing my book. I'm starting to write a book on values-based leadership in schools. And I am not doing certain things until I finish that. Because guess what? There's always going to be ideas. There's always going to be opportunities. There's always going to be people who want things from me. There's always going to be partnerships that people want to make with me. And I have to decide what do I want? What am I building? What is my legacy? What is Schools of Excellence really going out to create into the world? We are creating a global conversation about what it takes to build and sustain Schools of Excellence. One of the ways we're doing that is by writing and delivering this book into the world, hopefully to be translated in dozens and dozens of languages. Well, there's no way that I'm going to be able to go do that if I keep saying yes to, hey, Connie, can we do this with you? Hey, Connie, can we do that? Hey, can we do this idea? Hey, how about you try this thing? Great. They're all great ideas. And I love every single person for offering them. And the book is how I'm building legacy. The book is part of my mission. It is part of my life's purpose. It is part of what I want to leave in this world when I am no longer here. And so I have to be relentless about this is the do not do list. I will not be lured in by shiny objects. You got to take pride in your plans. Take pride in what you're putting out into the world. Stop getting lured in by all of this. They're distractions. They're not opportunities. They're dressed as opportunities and they get dressed up real well. They've got a great masquerading, but they are not true opportunities. They are distractions from what it is that you are really going out into the world and trying to build. So let's rein in this podcast and kind of do a summary of what we spoke about today. So we spoke about why shiny and new hurts the company, right? The definition of shiny object syndrome. We spoke about the different types of shiny object syndrome, the wild goose chases, sowing doubts and diverting technical errors. And then we went into how to combat the shiny object syndrome, how to understand how to prepare your organization, how to filter things like what does it mean to focus? How do you really set those priorities and that roadmap? And so what I want to leave you here with is looking at whatever goals you have set for 2023 and ask yourself, is this what we're going after? Are these the dragons we're going to slay? Have we scoped out these projects appropriately? And we sat down and say, okay, we're doing this strategy, this strategy, and this strategy. And we've mapped it out and we understand this is how much time it's going to take us. This is how much resources. This is how much people. This is how much energy. This is the deadline. We're going after it. And all the other things that come our way are on the do not do list. You see, one of the reasons also why we get lured into shiny objects is we don't have confidence in our plan. We don't believe that what we're going after is actually going to deliver results. We're very shaky. We're uncertain. And so the moment a new idea comes, we're like, oh, oh, this looks better. This like it's going to be my savior. Let's do this. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do it. Commit. 
Commit to your plan. Commit to your strategy. Commit to your focus. Commit to what it is that you said you are going to do. I tell this to my son all the time. I have a 12-year-old son. The biggest promises that you will break are the ones you make to yourself. Those are the worst promises to break are the ones you make to yourself. You made a promise to yourself that you're going to go do something. And then two months later, something comes in and is a shinier object. And then you break that freaking promise. Don't do it. Don't break promises you make to yourself. Because what happens is you stop trusting yourself. People always talk about, oh, she, she, you know, she broke her promise. She didn't keep her word. I don't trust her anymore. Yeah. Because you don't trust people who break their word. You don't trust people who don't keep their promises. Well, guess what? It works for you too. You stop trusting yourself when you don't keep your promises that you make to yourself. You lose confidence in your ability to execute a strategy all the way to the long haul. You want to build confidence? You want to stop getting lured in by shiny object syndrome? Trust yourself. How do you trust yourself? Keep the promises you make to yourself. Make a promise, make the commitment, make the plan and do it. Don't stop. Finish the course, finish the process. Don't get learning. Oh, it was really hard. I got fell off course. It was really difficult. It was raining. Everyone called out that day. Yeah. Welcome to life. This is your pep talk to stop. Stop getting lured in by everything. Anyone who's listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, You cannot afford to keep switching course to over the next 18 months. You can't. You need a strategy. You need to go after what it is that you're executing on. And you need to be surrounded by a group of people that are doing that, that are not going to lure you away, that are going to fight for you and cheer for you and keep rooting for you. And this is exactly what we create inside of our director's inner circle and our owner's HQ program. We have the training. We have the roadmap that we take you on. We have the done for you systems. Plug yourself in, follow the roadmap, and you're going to be surrounded by a community of leaders who are all doing that, mentorship, coaching, training from myself and other guest advisors. This is your year. If this is your year, if 2023 is like, that's it, I'm going to start believing in myself. I'm going to start building my own confidence. I'm going to keep the promises I make to myself. I'm going to make a strategy. I'm going to go after it, and I'm going to finish what I started. If you want that, then I would love to have you join us in our Inner Circle, our Owners HQ program. The link is in the show notes to apply. You can hear more information about it. This is your time. This is your time. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. Thank you for bearing with me while I recorded today's podcast with my voice and whatever it was and wishing you all an amazing week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there. 
I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.